0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the dryland farmer from Cat Swamp Road. Also the hot rod farmer, I guess, right? Who knows what I am today anymore. But listen, I, uh, I want to apologize. I have a couple of apologies that I need to make. First of all, number one is that on last week's show, I should have wished you all a blessed, blessed Thanksgiving holiday because that show dropped right before the week before Thanksgiving, and that this show was right after Thanksgiving. But it is the holiday weekend, so I'm um, not saying as I would in traffic court guilty with an explanation, but I just want to tell you all how thankful i am for my audience and everyone in the audience and for you taking this time each week to spend with me the hot hot rod farmer it is an honor and it's a privilege that i do not take lightly and even though i joke around on this show and talk about drag racing and different things and farm machinery but i just want you to know that uh, from the bottom of my heart I am thankful for each and every one of you. So that is my first apology of this week. Right, so I'm starting off with apologies. That's not so good, right? But anyway, but the other the other person I need to apologize to, and I'm not laughing, is Mister Patrick McGowan. He's the gentleman who, on last week's show, posed a question about what to do to make his diesel Mercedes last 500,000 miles. And in the show, I called him Mike McGowan instead of Patrick McGowan. And I immediately sent him an email apologizing for that, and he was so gracious, and he signed it, Patrick, a.k.a. Mike. But uh, what happened was that I I dealt with, in the publishing business, a Mike McGowan, and the a personality flaw that I have is that when I get a name in my head, forget about it. And also since I'd never met Patrick and haven't met 99.99% of the audience, I put a visual picture in my mind of the person and I called him Mike McGowan instead of Patrick McGowan. But that was Mr. Patrick McGowan, originally from Indiana, now in upstate New York, who had posed the question last week, uh, which was the impetus for that show. So let me see. What else I want to tell you? Also, the we're starting to post the back episodes of Farm Machinery Digest Radio on my website. So that is that is uh, dot com, and then just go to the tab that says FMD Radio, Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and you will find <clears throat> the back episodes up there. So use them as a resource, please. And as you all know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m eastern and then again on sunday with a replay at 6 p.m eastern on rural radio channel 147 on sirius xm and let me see what else oh what i what i do every year and if you were listening to my idle chatter podcast or still listen to the podcast you would have known this but um Ever since I started the Farm Machine Redigest Radio and the Idle Chatter podcast, I launched it on October twenty fifth, I believe, two thousand eighteen. So it's three years now. Be the fourth, well, three complete seasons. Be the fourth Christmas. Is I do a buyer's guide, I do a podcast, and I do an article on my website, and it's called "What to Buy the Hot Rod Farmer in Your Life for Christmas." So I'm hoping by next week to have that up on my website and also have the podcast up and you could listen to that and it's a it's a guide to buy somebody something for christmas instead of the you know the traditional things and it's always machinery tools related it's actually tools related and it's i try to feature tools that the average farm shop owner would not be aware of. So that is going to be up hopefully next week. So check that out, go to the website. And in the, uh, there'll be a podcast on it. And then also there'll be the article. And in the article, I will give a picture, excuse me, I'll provide a picture of it, excuse me, and a link to the company's website. So that is a good resource. And if you go back into the archives, this should be the fourth one, this should be 2018, 19, 20 and now 21 and just keep in mind that none of that stuff times out those tools are just as just as uh valuable meaning as a tool is concerned as they were three or four years ago the prices may have changed but other than that so you could go back in the archives and keep in mind that that's up there all year round so it could be a christmas present it could be a birthday present an anniversary present or it could be a present for yourself so just check that out and because you are hot rod farmers you will enjoy it i trust that you will And on this week's episode of Farm Machinery Digest Radio, we're going to go and we're going to take an in-depth dive into the four strokes of an engine. So don't click, don't shut it off now and say, I know the four strokes intake, compression, power, and exhaust. Well, I ask you just bear with me on this because there's a little bit more going on there than meets the eye and never forget, it's not what you make, but what you keep that counts and agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability.
1: Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy. Larry the Cable Guy here. Happy to bring you. Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup. And I was even there when you had first started doing the Larry the Cable Guy. Right. I went on stage one day and I said, hey, this guy would come over to your house. Hey, you order cables for well, somebody ordered something. And I did that for about 10 minutes. Rob Schneider said, that cable guy thing is hilarious. And David Spade goes, that's a Saturday Night Live character. Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup. Sirius XM 97. The pro rodeo regular season is over. The money's been counted and the window is closed. The top 15 in each event have been decided. So what's next? How about the 2021 National Finals Rodeo? Every Tuesday night, the Cowboy Channel will get on the road to the NFR. We'll break down every event between now and the first Thursday in December. From bareback riding through bull riding, it's the road to the NFR, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Cowboy Channel. Hi everybody, this is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's America Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here
2: on Rural Radio. This is Sean Haney. Every weekday afternoon, we keep the discussion going on Rural Radio 147, beginning with Talk with Chip Florey at 2 Eastern. Then at 3 Eastern, join Brian and Darren Hefty for Ag PhD Radio, followed by Shark Farmer Radio with Rob Sharkey at 4. Then it's time to get real and get connected with me on Real Ag Radio at 4.30 Eastern. It's a full afternoon of tips and tricks to boost yields and keep you informed starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, weekdays on Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XAM app.
0: welcome back to farm machinery digest radio i'm ray bohacks the hot rod farmer and on today's show we're going to be taking a uh, a little bit of an in-depth look about the four strokes but before i on an engine but before i do that i need to give a shout out which i should have done in the beginning segment to mr gary harrier from ithaca michigan and he contacted me and he gave me a pin in my map and if you don't know what that is about Excuse me, I've got the hiccups today. Terrible on the radio to have hiccups, right? It's embarrassing, but uh, hey, cat swamp road. What are you gonna do? And uh, what that's all about is that I have a map, and I'm putting, I'm asking my listeners to contact me and let me know where they're from, so I can get an idea of where the audience is. And then I put a push pin in that map with your name on it. So Mr. Gary Harrier has a pin in the map in Ithaca michigan and there's an ithaca new york so i had to write down here michigan so i don't mess that up and uh when i looked on the map i saw that that's not too far from lansing and not too far from st john's and i noticed st john's area uh, i don't want to say quite a bit i've been through there a number of times and uh, lansing used to be the home of Osmobile. it sadly no longer exists right the they were great cars so i want to thank you mr gary harrier so all right, so today we're going to talk about the four strokes of an engine and then probably down the road a little bit a month or so down the road i'm going to do I'm going to take a deep dive into the two stroke engines because the two stroke engines people don't talk too much about and they're very very common on the farm it's small engines right chainsaw weed whacker some other things and then also uh, detroit diesels right the old the true detroit diesels they used to uh, be two strokes and they were supercharged and <laughs> turbocharged a hot rod farmer's dream and boy did those things rev up nothing sounded like a detroit an old two-stroke detroit revving up and uh, we have uh, uh let me get a yeah uh, might as well say it's open my mouth but we um, two miles from our farm is the m&m candy factory as i've said many times and it's we're up on top of the mountain and the factories at the bottom of the mountain so i remember years ago as a kid Whatever trucking company was, they used to uh, haul M and M's out of there, and they had GMC Brigadiers with two-stroke Detroits in them, and they'd be fully loaded coming because the the M M&M and M factory's right at the base of the mountain, so. uh the New Jersey mountain, right? It's not the Rocky Mountains. but it's a pretty good pull. And they'd come out of the end. And they would, oh, man, that things would be swinging, those singing, those little Detroits. Still love hearing those. uh would be coming from town. If you got behind one of those, just hear those RPM come up and uh, then shift to those things. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I better stop reminiscing and get to the topic of the show. So, you know, in essence, in life, you could make anything as simple as you want, or as complicated as you want. And I I shouldn't really mean complicated, but you could either study it superficially or you could study it in depth. And And for instance, for me as a farmer growing sweet corn is that I'm not an agronomist. So I study things only to a certain level so that I could have a successful crop. And then, so I understand seed to soil contact, I have a basic understanding of soil structure, very basic, and, and need to learn a lot more about nutrition, base saturation, uh, soil test, organic matter, what have you. And then if you would take somebody who is an agronomist, they will study it to a much greater level. And then if you take somebody else, who They may be interested and they may study the dynamics of a seed germinating and then how seed to soil contact and the moisture and the, and the moisture coming into the seed from the soil. So basically, in essence, what I'm trying to say is you could th- take things and you could study it to whatever level you wanted to accomplish what, you, what your goal is now as far as the four strokes are concerned my wife charlotte she knows absolutely nothing about cars god bless her she's not interested in cars she's interested in putting it in gear and driving it but if you were to say to her if i say to her, honey what are the four strokes of an engine because she learned it in high school or i guess it was high school right probably physics class or science class or something and she would say intake compression power and exhaust They have no meaning to her other than rote memorization of those four strokes. So in this episode, I want to take you a little bit deeper into that so that you have an understanding of it. Why would that be of value? Because just like if you are an agronomist and the farmer has some sort of problem with his crop, whether he's having germination issues or having emergence issues, or uh, or issues with the uh, uniformity of the stand or what have you, is that the agronomist would be able to look at something and say, well, you know, I don't think you had even seed depth here, or I don't think you had this or that, or what have you. And as far as understanding the four strokes to the next level beyond repeating rotely those terms is that it'll help you to diagnose engines gasoline or diesel one cylinder or 12 cylinders on your farm shop so that's what it is about today and hopefully i could get through this and get it through it succinctly for you so what we're basically in essence we have the, we have the intake stroke what was taught to you the comp- the compression stroke the power stroke and the exhaust stroke well, the intake stroke in engineering is not really called the intake. It's called cylinder fill because the intake stroke is when the cylinder is filled with charge and charge is air and fuel mixed together. And even if it's a diesel engine or a direct injection engine, we're still calling it charge because once it gets into the cylinder, it's mixed together. So it's called the it's cylinder fill. And how does the cylinder get filled? Is that the downward movement of the piston with the the piston rings creates a suction, which is a low pressure region inside the cylinder bar. And any time that you have a pressure that's less than atmospheric, it is considered a vacuum. So we'll say it's a, so the lay parts will say it's a vacuum, but we actually call it a depression in engineering it's a depression, it's lower than atmospheric pressure. So this movement of the piston sweeping down and the speed of the piston creates this depression. And then the charge, the air and fuel mixed together, gets into the cylinder via the differential in pressure between atmosphere, and the amount of depression in the bore or low pressure region. So the differential between atmospheric pressure and the low pressure region in the bore is what actually fills the cylinder. So that's why if you are up higher, let's say you're up in Montana in the mountains and the barometric pressure is lower, All right, because you're up high, you don't have the whole, there's less atmosphere pushing on everything and you have worn rings that the engine will not make as much power because you're not having as great of a pressure differential the same thing is if the end if the rings are very good but you have a barometer that is that is lower that's not a high high pressure area the high pressure front coming through is that the engine will make less horsepower And if you're a racer and specifically a drag racer you will say oh man it's good air today And what good air means is that it's got a high barometer, a lot of barometric pressure with very low humidity. Because if you have a high barometric pressure with very low humidity, then you have more oxygen content coming into the cylinder. If you have high barometric pressure and that barometric pressure is rooted in a lot of moisture in the air. So it's making the air heavy. So yes, you have the barometric pressure pushing, but you don't have as much oxygen. You have, you have water, moisture coming into the cylinder. So in essence, so we're gonna forget about the intake stroke and we're gonna call that cylinder fill. right the next stroke is called compression and that name stays constant within the engineering computer community we still call that compression so now the piston is at bottom dead center it's going to start to push up the valves are closed and it's going to compress the molecules closer together well why is it going to compress the molecules closer together because the because we need to get this flame to ignite so we're not igniting it yet. We need to get this flame to ignite. So, in essence, if you were to make a simple, a simple analogy, would be if you were going and you're starting a, a. Um, Uh, whatever, a campfire or starting a a barbecue grill with with old charcoal briquettes. If you put the briquette one over here and the other one 10 inches apart from one another, you're never, you're gonna have a hard time getting that to light. So the compression stroke actually takes as the piston sweeps towards top dead center, it's taking that volume of charge, air and fuel mixed together, and it's going to put, it's gonna, Increase the density of it because it's pushing it, it's squeezing it, it's squeezing it in a smaller region. So if we say an engine has 10 to 1 compression ratio, that means that the volume of the bore. Is ten times greater with the piston at top at bottom dead center than the top dead center or converse? So you could say that the region is ten times smaller with the piston at top dead center versus bottom dead center. So it's a so compression ratio is measuring the volume, not the area. It's the volume of the piston of the bore at top dead center and at bottom dead center with the piston. That the next stroke that everybody talks about is they call it the power stroke. All right, which is the name of a Ford diesel, right? But they really shouldn't have called it power stroke because in engineering, it is not the power stroke. It is called the expansion stroke. Because what happens is that on the gasoline or diesel engine, makes no difference, is that when the flame when, when the when combustion is initiated is the best way for me to say it, the most accurate way, is that the flame will propagate, and propagate means travel across the bore. All right. So when it when the flame flame travels across the bore, it expands. And that expansion of the flame, as it consumes the fuel and air, the charge mixed together, the expansion of the flame is what works against the piston and drives the piston down. That is why, if you have a have worn compression rings, the two, two top rings, not the oil ring, the two top rings on the piston, the engine makes less power because the expansion gases, the flame expanding, that pressure is not working against the piston fully. A lot of it is escaping it's like putting air in the tire that has a leak on it a leak in it so that is what it's called the expansion stroke so we have the cylinder fill we have compression, and now we have expansion. So that expansion stroke is what is responsible for the chemical to mechanical energy exchange, because that's what it is. Just like you talk about photosynthesis in a plant, right? It's chemical to mechanical energy exchange from the the fuel expanding through combustion, working against the piston. And then the fourth stroke, in high school they taught us is called the exhaust stroke it is not the exhaust stroke it is called the pumping loop so it's pumping loop because what basically happens is now the expansion stroke drives the piston down to bottom dead center and then there is still residual pressure in the bore and now as soon as the valve the exhaust valve starts to crack open then you will have what is called blowdown in the cylinder. Go, shh, you don't hear this, right? Because it's happening so quickly. As soon as the exhaust valve blows open, cracks open, you'll have blowdown because the high pressure wants to go to the low pressure. And then what will happen is that as the exhaust valve starts to open, the pressure in the bore will equalize with the pressure in the exhaust port of the cylinder head. Once that pressure equalizes, it's like trying to put 35 pounds of air in a tire with an air tank that has 35 pounds. It's not going any place. Is that the the exhaust, the, the spent gases, the inert gases no longer start to evacuate the cylinder? So the piston on its way up to top, top dead center again, which, like I say, is not the exhaust stroke, it's called a pumping loop, actually pumps and pushes the spent gases out the exhaust port into the exhaust system, turbocharger, header, or whatever you may have into the atmosphere. So it's actually is pumping the exhaust out. We have blowdown. as soon as the valve opens, we release the pressure. Once the pressure equalizes, it's not gonna go any place. The residual pressure that, that is left in the cylinder, it has to get pumped out. And that's why an engine that has an exhaust restriction loses power because it's using all of the power to pump out the exhaust on the pumping loop. So as we finish up here, we have cylinder fill, we have compression, we have expansion, and then we have the pumping loop, which sometimes people will call an engineering cylinder emptying, but it's actually called the pumping loop. So those are the four strokes of a internal combustion engine, regardless of what you learned in high school.
1: This is Steve Kenyon from the Cowboy Channel and Rural Radio on the road to the National Finals Rodeo. The bareback riding is always the first event at the NFR, which will kick off on Thursday, December the 2nd. This year, Tilden Hooper from Texas trying to win his first world title in the number one spot just ahead of. Three-time world champion Tim O'Connell from Iowa sitting in the number two spot. O'Connell's only six thousand dollars behind, despite missing most of the month of August and all of September with a broken tailbone. He talked about his recovery. Mainly, the big thing with my tailbone is there's not in. I don't have a tailbone anymore. Uh, they went and they they cut my tailbone out because mainly because the way that it was broke, it was trying to push through my lower intestine, and it became a, a life-threatening injury more than just an injury that put me to the sidelines so the top five in the bareback riding tilden hooper tim o'connell clayton bigelow Caleb bennett and casey field the five-time and reigning world champion listen to the wrangler nfr beginning december the 2nd here on rural radio
2: it's smart to make the right agronomic choices and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them with the bear plus rewards program you earn cash back on seed herbicides and other eligible products and it keeps getting smarter because now You can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus rewards. Visit mybayerplus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Save big on CommoditAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year is on now. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Shop on CommoditAg.com for huge savings. That's CommoditAg.com. If you've scanned the Sirius XM
1: dial looking for outdoors radio, hunting, fishing, the shooting sports, you know there's not a lot there. But you will find it here. Rural Radio Channel 147. Kinder Outdoors, Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern.
0: Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. We're talking about hot rod stuff here. But if you really look at it, and sadly, because I went long again, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to do a show, just like I did a show a couple of weeks ago with uh nothing but special delivery letters. I think I'm gonna do an episode with just test questions, toolbox test questions, because I end up going long. It's only a half hour show, but please know that I am a person that wants to give you or cool, hope I do my best, whether I'm successful or not, to give you quality content. And I'm not just trying to check some boxes and say, okay, here's the toolbox test, here's the letter. I want this to be a true learning experience for you. And I went a little bit too long on the intro, and I only have a couple of minutes left on the show here that I would not be able to do justice to either someone's letter today or a toolbox test question. So I'm going to expand a little bit more on these four strokes. And remember, it's cylinder-filled, compression, expansion so when your neighbor buys a new Ford say I got a power stroke so you got an expansion stroke you don't have a power stroke and then the pumping loop and if you look at it is that as far as an engine is concerned even if you're not a hot rodder so if if a engine company whether it's john deere case ih whatever it may be uh, Packard, they're looking to make to increase the power of an engine all right they they take those four strokes and they optimize them just like a farmer will optimize all of the dynamics of getting a crop to grow, he will be concerned with seed the soil contact, he'll be concerned with planting depth, he'll be concerned with emergence, he'll be concerned with, with spacing, he'll be concerned with canopy, and that's how he pushes the yield because the seed does not know when it goes into a bag whether it's going to, going to be a high yield seed or it's gonna be a low yield seed, but it's the effort that the farmer puts into it. And when it comes with engines, it's the same thing. So if you have, the the design elements just like you said i'm like for instance on my plant i'm making an analogy i use seed farmers, keaton seed farmers. i know there's other brands i can only buy one right I'm not gonna, so I, I happen to buy a keaton seed farmer. so i'm very interested in getting that seed to soil contact like every farmer is but when it comes to engines Is that when you're modifying an engine or developing an engine you look to minimize any losses in those particular areas so you're looking at your ring seal you're looking at your valve seal you want to have for instance the spark plug location in the bore is very very critical for when so you want to have the the when the piston goes to top dead center and pushes the mixture you want to push it near the spark plug All right, so all of that, all of those design elements come into play and that's what allows the engine to make more power than it used to in the past for the same size and also for it to have better fuel economy. So listen, um, it was long-winded again today. I wanna thank you so much for tuning in and know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher and my beloved, beloved America. If you have any questions, contact me at have Have a blessed, blessed Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.
2: It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit mybayerplus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Save big on CommoditAg.com, a convenient online store for farmers. The biggest sale of the year is on now. Save on fertilizer, seed, crop protection, and more. Shop on CommoditAg.com for huge savings. That's CommoditAg.com.
1: Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very special show. Country music history comes alive with stars, songs, and stories. You all know, we're blessed with great stars here on our show tonight. The face and voice of country music on TV and radio. You
0: having a good time?
1: This is going to be fun. Country Music Hall of Fame member Ralph Emery. Sunday right here on America's only agribusiness and Western lifestyle
2: network, Rural Radio.
0: There's more to come here on the Ralph Emery Show.
1: How much can we fit into one episode while well, we cover feeder calf prices, go through cow country news, there are producer updates, online auction details, genetic and genomic information, market recaps. Join me, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. This weekend on Ranch It Up as we bring you those stories and more. This Saturday at one thirty p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. If you've scanned the Sirius XM dial looking for outdoors radio, hunting, fishing, the shooting sports, you know there's not a lot there.
2: But you will find it here. Rural Radio Channel 147.
0: Kinder Outdoors.